Yeah, this is Car Talk here. We're frickin' Frack, the Tapped Out Brothers. Yeah, and I'm frackin', this is my brother frickin'. If we can't tell you what's wrong with your car, you ought to drive it off a cliff. <laughs> okay, our first caller here. Go ahead, dear. Uh, yes, I'm Joanne from Sundamp, Idaho. Yeah, what's your problem, Joanne? Problem is speech from Sundamp, Idaho. <laughs> uh, don't mind my brother, Joanne. Go on, dear. Yeah, well, good. Get it booked on Carson. <laughs> hey, shut up, Freck. When do you hear the noise, Joanne? It happens once a week, just before what is surely the greatest radio show of the age. Ah, say no more, dear. That could only be one noise. Does it sound like this? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, nothing like that. Oh. Riders Radio Theater is on the air! Go radio, it's the Riders on the radio. Come on, park and saddle up and go. Get ready for the cowboy show. Yo, lay, yo, lay, We've been working since the break of day. We've been doing it the cowboy way. Now it's time to play. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle a tune. We're gonna hoot and holler and howl at the moon. Yes, partners, it's time to saddle up and ride the airways once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. Yes. Too Slim, the man of many hats. Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. Oh, boy. This is Texas Big Spender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle the tune. We're gonna hoop and holler and holler at the moon. Oh, 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 you. Every buckaroo and buckaroo, there's a place around the fire for you. With riders in the sky, so come on and let's ride. And now the 2,396 performance of their career. Here are riders in the sky. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarets. Thank you, Texas Vic Spender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks over border radio. Great crowd in the Emory Theater tonight, and a lot of show for you, so let me simply say, Too Slim plays the bass and sings their melody. I'm Ranger Doug, Yodler Deluxe, an idol of American youth. The king of the cowboy fiddlers is Woody Paul, and our orchestra tonight, under the direction of Jackrabbit J. Spell. And here we go with the tale of the old buffalo gal. I was a-walking down the street, down the street, down the street Pretty gal I chanced to meet and she was fair to view Then buffalo gals, won't you come out tonight? Won't you come out tonight? Won't you come out tonight? Oh, buffalo gals, won't you come out tonight? And dance by the light of the moon
every man for himself. Folks, the summer cold just hangs on and on, and so does Riders Radio Theater. We'll be back after this message, which very probably will change your life. Here's El Pilo, Larry Mammoth, LLV. Friends, great news. I've just completed the litigation curriculum at a two-star tri-state night school. You're happy for me? Of course you are, but be happy for yourself, too, because I'm hanging out my shingle. Yes, announcing... Whiplash Larry's Legal Services. Yes, the rainbow ends in my law offices and there's a pot of gold here with your name on it. Injured on the job? Listen to this satisfied client. I'm Wave Dean Brickhouse from the Steno Pool. I broke a nail on a faulty doorknob and Whiplash Larry got me a million three. See it in Cancun. Are you dreading an upcoming divorce? Maybe you need a re new representation. Here's Arnold Deepdew, a man who had the bad luck to divorce a woman I represented. Oh, have you ever heard the expression blood from a turnip? <laughs> That's what Whiplash Larry got out of me. <laughs> Next time my marriage breaks up, my first call is to Whiplash Larry. What about automobile accidents? Think back, think carefully. Surely there's some twinge of back pain you can trace to a fender bender in the past. That fender bender could be your ticket to Easy Street. Signed, sealed, and punched to the end of the line. Pick up that phone and call 1-900-SO-SUE-ME. That's 1-900-SO-SUE-ME. How much do I charge? <laughs> Don't worry about me. I'll get what's coming to me the same time you get what's coming to you, and what's coming to you is plenty. Hurry, insurance companies are going down like the Titanic. Act now and remember. Sue, 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 I'll be glad to sue, sue, sue. Anyone you want me to, to, to. I'll be glad to sue, sue, sue. <laughs> That's Whiplash Larry's legal services operating out of a phone booth near you. 1-900-SO-SUE-ME. Whoops, love to stay, but gotta go. Hey, opportunity, wait for me. <laughs> and now we return to Riders Radio Theater. Here it's time for a feature the whole family will love. Letters to Ranger Doug. Ah, uh, yes, just in time, too, Texas Bix, because I think I hear the Pony Express rider coming in now. Oh, here comes the mailbag, Ranger Doug. Gee, I guess our Harry and David priceless crystal goblet of the month just came. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's another good one. Well, grab a letter out of there, Slim, at random. Okay, well, here's the only one. <laughs> okay, it's, uh, let me get it open here. From Donna Norris of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Hey, that's in Canada. <laughs> you hadn't lost a step, have you, Slim? Not me, Woody. <laughs> says here, Dear Ranger Doug, idol of North American youth, we Winnipeggers are keen for your show. I listen as often as possible, which isn't very often because your show is so often preempted by the local curling matches. Hmm. Perhaps if you increase the Canadian content of your show, then A, you would get the attention of more Canadians. I remain tightly bundled in Winnipeg, Donna Norris. <laughs> well, wow. uh, thanks for the letter, Donna. We realize we've let the Canadian content slip a little recently. Let's fix that by bringing out one of Her Majesty's finer, a Madden not bundled too tightly, my full-blooded cousin, Sergeant Dudley of the RCMP. Bring him out here, Sergeant Dudley. Sergeant Dudley, wow. Great to visit with you again, eh? Well, it's wonderful to see you again here, Sergeant Dudley. It's been a long time since I've been here, eh? Well, it hasn't been long enough, it's if you It's been hard ask. to fit into my schedule. I, 
Boy, he looks like a 58 Nash, doesn't he, when he... Hey? It's, it's great to see you, Sergeant Dudley. You know, people always want to know, what's the history of the, of the characters on Writers Radio Theater? What's our background and, and where we come from and all? So I thought maybe we could turn this over to you and you could tell us where you came from. I can do better than that. I brought a little poem penned by my little friend, Nell, up there in Fort Beaverflip. In fact, I've just come from Fort Beaverflip and flipped quite a few up there, eh? <laughs> Anyhow, I she see. wrote a poem. A what? A poem. She wrote a poem about my career. She wrote a poem? Yes, she did, eh? <laughs> well, I hope we don't read it. No, I'm sure you'll do it very fine. A poem, if I may do it now, eh? This would be a great time to do a poem. My poem is entitled, The Ballad of Sergeant Dudley, RCMP, eh? Where the northern lights blow over Arctic snow in the land of the midnight sun. For the northern lights thrall and the hunting call of the wild and your soul become one. Near the barge on the marge of Lake Lafarge where Robert Service's poetry is still recited. There some years ago in a night deep in snow, a mother looked at her newborn, delighted. Noble of chin and manly of grin, the infant seemed destined for glory. Indeed, he was studly. He became Sergeant Dudley and this, dear friends, is his story. He grew to a specimen that would daunt many lesser men of royal mounted manhood and stain. Hey, stop! Stop or I'll shoot! Freeze! The RPMC! I mean the RCMP! I Thank mean... you. Thank you, eh? In his jacket of scarlet, he nabbed each evil varlet that disrupted his lawful domain. Get out of my way! Look out! With a dog, Udon King, <laughs> a heady old thing, he had quarters at Fort Beaverflip. It's a sight to be seen, but if you haven't been, don't bother. It's not worth the trip. Rumors are buzzing, he's Ranger Doug's cousin, and it's true, they share the same granny. I'm so proud of Through their veins, boldly courses, brave blood like wild horses, and their resemblance is uncanny. So bold and so brave, along may he wave. If he can't do it, then no one can. With a grim amplitudic as a 58 Buick, he always gets his man. Thank you. I must go. The beavers are getting cold. Wait, wait, Sergeant Dudley. Next time you have an, an inspiring poem of the great North, I certainly hope you bring it here and do it on Riders Radio. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be back then, eh? Sergeant Unting. Dudley Unting. of the RCMP. There he goes. Riders Radio Theater is a mammoth radio pictures production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. Stay with us, Saddle Pals, because we'll be right back. Here's a little of the classic Red Wing. Welcome back, buckaroos and buckarettes. You're listening to Riders Radio Theater. <laughs> and now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode 10 of the exciting Western melodrama, Rocket Rustlers. 
as faithful listeners will no doubt recall, Humbleweed City is in the grip of a horrible crime wave involving a reported 300-pound mole. It all began when Slocum, a prisoner in the Tumbleweed County Jail, masterminded the theft of a top-secret government space experiment. The Prince of Villains then ordered his 300-pound doofus henchman, Charlie, to... Get a shovel and start digging an escape tunnel for me. Right. Charlie then got a shovel and surreptitiously began digging the escape tunnel. Unfortunately, due to a series of wrong turns, he has yet to reach Slocum's jail cell. But to combat this mysterious creature, riders in the sky sink a shaft of their own, which intersected that of the alleged mole. Meanwhile, High Sheriff Drywall, with the help of the Tumbleweed Valley Fire Department, used a high-pressure pump to flood the underground maze which Charlie had created. This resulted in the ruin of Robin and Linda Williams' home and the creation of a huge geyser of water that now holds Riders in the Sky 20 feet above sea street level. Oh no, is this the end of Riders in the Sky? Time to find out as we now present episode 10 of Rocket Rustlers entitled Revenge of the Giant Mildewed Mole. On the outskirts of town, down by the Tumbleweed River, the High Sheriff has just come to a startling conclusion. Well, I'll about do it. Stop the water now. Cut the pump back here. Yeah. Uh, I'll just go see if it worked now. Meanwhile, riders in the sky can't help but notice that the geyser which was holding them 20 feet above street level has suddenly disappeared. Whoa! Oh, is everybody all right? Oh, I'm all in one piece. I'm soaked, but I guess I'm okay. Oh, I'd like to get my hands on two guys, and the one that turned that water on, and the one that turned it off. Moosh! Hey, boys! How y'all doing? Boy, I think I got that mole flooded out. Oh, you're the one, mole. Yeah, I pumped half a Tumbleweed River through that mole hole. Why, you, I had a mole. What's wrong with you? Let me out a mole. Easy, let me easy, let me easy side I'm sure Sheriff Drywall was only doing his duty. Oh, that's right. Telegram for High Sheriff Drywall. Wow. What's, what's telegram the for High Sheriff Drywall. Drywall, telegram for High Sheriff uh, Drywall. Well, here I am. Give it here. Well, how do I know that? How do you know that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> here I am. Give it to me. I see. Well, are you sure you're you? Maybe I'm just dreaming this. Well, how can I be dreaming? I'm not asleep. Well, how do I know that? How does anybody know that? <clears throat> Give me that telegram. I'll put you in jail, you little dump. <laughs> you're sure drywall, all right. Here you go. Hey, what about my tip? Here, here's a penny. Keep your nose clean, kid. Some tip. That's definitely Sheriff Drywall. Dang right I am. I don't need no smart-ass kid telling me that neither. Holy moly. What would it be then, Sheriff Drywall? Well, let's see. Uh, looks like there's a train coming through Tumbleweed Valley. A <laughs> train? What train? I'm going to need you boys to help me with this. Come on over to my office with me, and I'll tell you about it on the way. In the alley behind the sheriff's office, the one the windows of the jail look out upon, there's an iron grate that covers a storm drain. Suddenly, from deep within that black hole, two huge hands grasp the heavy grate and toss it aside. <laughs> then a hulking, sodden, mildewed creature crawls forth from it. With remarkable stealth and grace, it makes its way to the bars over the jail window. Oh! Ow! Boss. Huh? Charlie? Is that you? Yeah. Yeah, where you been, Charlie? Did you forget? No. You were supposed to dig a tunnel into my cell here so I could escape. I didn't forget, Slocum. I just... Boss, I don't want to dig no more tunnels ever. All right, forget the tunnels. I'm through pussyfooting around anyway. Just break this wall down get me out of here. Yeah, how do I do that? I'll use your head. Right. No, Charlie, no. Just banging your head into the wall here will take forever. 
Back up, lower your head, and get a running start. Backing up to the end of the alley, Charlie then thunders toward the wall of the jail. And mere adobe brick is no match for a bullet head powered by 300 pounds of rock-hard doofus. Ready to go, boss? Yeah, let's get out of here. Where are we going? Thieves Canyon. Right. <laughs> As the two villains disappear from sight, Drywall and the riders round the corner and head down the alley towards the jail. So it's a, a special train of some sort? Yep, sure is. It's the Silver Boy train, boys. It's pulled by a new steam-powered water-cooled locomotive that's the fastest thing in America. I've heard of that train. It usually runs on the Clayton Moore and Silver Hills line, doesn't it? Yep, but being used for a special run, bring the rarest step in the world from Los Angeles to the Smithsonian Museum in Washington, D.C. Why, that must be the Gene Autry reversed upside-down hat commemorative. That's right, Ranger Duck. Gosh, you mean Gene is upside down on the stand? No, just his hat. Oh, just his hat is upside down? Oh, I'd like to see that. You and about 50 million other people, side. That's why it's being taken to the Smithsonian. Well, why do you need our help, Sheriff? Yeah. Boys, it's going to... We're going to be making a special stop here to take on water in Tumbleweed Valley this afternoon at 3 o'clock out of the Tuxedo Junction. There'll be a hundred pickers guarding it, but the governor has asked that I put on some extra men just in case there's any trouble. Now, with all the craziness going on around here lately, I think it's a good idea. Well, I do too, Sheriff, and you can count on us. The Gene Autry Reverse Upside Down Hat Commemorative Stamp is a national treasure, and we'll be honored to help guard it. Right, boys? Right you are, Ranger Doug. You bet, Ranger Doug. By this time, they've reached the jail, and Ranger Doug can't help but notice that something's different. Say, you doing some remodeling on your jail, Sheriff Drywall? Sir? No. I'm just, why'd, you, why'd you ask that, Ranger well, Doug? I was just curious about the huge hole in the back of it there, see? Oh, by some wild coincidence, you didn't have a prisoner in there, did you? Oh, well, let me do a little investigating here. Uh, you know, as a matter of fact, I did. Oh, Holy moly, Slocum oh. was in that cell and he's escaped. Slocum? Gosh, what are you gonna do about it, Sheriff Drywall? Well, he knows nothing I can do about it right now, too slim. Guarding that train is more important than any escaped villain. I guess you're right, Sheriff. But it sure does make me feel uneasy to know that a snake like Slocum is on the loose in this valley, and I can't help but wonder what he might be up to. You do well to wonder what Slocum is up to, Ranger Doug, because a short time later at an old line shack in Thieves Canyon, the snake in question is about to make an amazing discovery. Yeah, what is this thing? Charlie, give me a hand opening the space capsule you stole from Fort Wiley. Let's just see what it is we've got here. Boss, I don't... I'm trying, but I can't find a latch or anything. Yeah? Let me see here. Oh, what's this? Some kind of little ring. Yeah. I'll pull on it and see what happens. Okay. Ha! How about that? A zipper. Ha! Boy, those budget cuts really have NASA cutting corners, don't they, Charlie? Yeah. Here, help me get this top off. Let's see what's in here. Ah, stainless steel canister. Yeah. Looks like the top just unscrews like a thermos. Uh -huh. It's on there pretty tight. Here, Charlie, see what you can do. Give it here, boss. Ah, good work. What's in it? Uh, nothing, boss. Ah, let me see. It's empty. Right. <laughs> Wait a minute. There must be something in there. Stick a finger in there, Charlie, and see what happens. Okay. Hey, it's wet in there, ah. but, but there's nothing in there. Ah, Charlie, where'd your finger go? Huh? Whatever's in there ate your finger off. What? My finger? What am I going to do? Don't they shoot you when you don't have a finger? Hey, oh, wait oh, a... Step out of it, Charlie. Step out of it. Oh. You still got nine more. Oh, 
Yeah. Good grief. Yeah. Now your whole arm's gone. Huh? Charlie! Charlie, where are you? You disappeared. It dissolved you. No, no, it didn't, boss. I'm right here. Let me see you. Uh, yeah, I can't see you, but I can feel you. Ouch. You are here. But, Charlie, you're invisible. What does that mean, boss? It means a lot of things, Charlie. Let me see that canister. Yeah, yeah look here on the bottom of it. If you can see. Yeah, I can see it. What is it? It's a label. It says, Top Secret Stealth Virus. Huh? This is something called a stealth virus experiment, and, and you're invisible. Yeah. Charlie, now I get it. This canister's full of invisible liquid that's a matrix for a stealth virus that makes things invisible. Yeah? Yeah, it was probably a primary virus that was sent into space and exposed to a bombardment of unfiltered gamma rays. Somehow that genetically altered the virus into what it is now. Well, how did it make me invisible then? Well, the only invisible, Charlie. Oh, right. The only possible way to make something invisible is introduce an agent that counteracts surface tension. Everybody knows reflected surface tension is what gives everything its form and color. Sounds like a crock to me. Yeah, boss. well, right. <laughs> Who knows? It may be. But whatever the reason, this stuff makes things invisible. You're living proof of that. Yeah. Hey, wait, I'm not gonna be invisible forever, am I? Nah, don't worry, the government made it. Probably won't last that long. Uh, hey. I just had a great idea. Yeah. You wanna hear it, Charlie? Yeah. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, where are you? <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Charlie, where are you? Ow! <laughs> stop Got pinching me! Gotcha! Ow. Charlie! <laughs> Charlie! <laughs> Charlie! Ow, stop! Gotcha! <laughs> if you stop, I'll tell you how you can get your hands on $10 million. Yeah? What are we gonna do? Ah, that's more like it. Here, put my hand on your face so I know where you are when I talk to you. Uh, right like this, boss? Yeah, now take this! Oh, now cut the games and listen up. This stuff is gonna make us rich. Here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> what evil is Slocum planning? Could it possibly have anything to do with the rarest stamp in the world? Is surface tension really a crock? You won't find the answers to these questions in any science book known to man, but you will find them right here, same time, same station, next week in episode 11 of Rocket Rustlers, entitled The Mystery of the Vanishing Train. It's imperceptible, undistinguished, out of sight melodrama you won't want to miss, and it's coming only to this, Theater of the Mind. And now here again are Riders in the Sky and Eagle Eye Jay Spell. Right you are, Texas Bix. Thank you. We're getting the King and the Cowboy Fiddlers to pick up the old Gibson guitar here, and we're going to sing a new song from our Columbia Records album, Harmony Ranch, and this one's a real pretty tune called I Always Do. One, two, three. Your blue-green eyes flash like the sea A blue-green tear all silently though i'm going for a while let's leave each other with a smile parting is hard as hot tears burn like the sun i will return hold to your heart my promise true I'll be coming back to you I always do My darling tries 
to understand some things in life are built on sand when you're so young it's hard to know how much is real how much is show but my love flows endlessly as endless as the blue green sea hold to your heart my promise true i'll be coming back to you i always do But my love flows endlessly As endless as the blue-green sea Hold to your heart my promise true I'll be coming back to you All right, stay tuned next week, same time, same station, for another thrilling episode of Writer's Radio Theater. And until we meet again, so long, saddle pals, it's so good to see you. Farewell, saddle pals, we really hate to leave you. But the doggies are a-lowin', and round-up time is gone. A prairie moon is calling. From a starry western sky So farewell, saddle pals Our parting brings us sorrow On down the trail We'll find a bright tomorrow Keep those faces smiling Round your home corral So until we meet again Goodbye, Cass and Gas of Riders Radio Theater Bunk at the Quality Hotel Central in Norwood, Ohio. For more information on Riders in the Sky, Two Slims Mercantile, or Riders in the Sky International Fan Club, write to Riders in the Sky, Post Office Box 277, Whites Creek, Tennessee, 37189. Riders Radio Theater was conceived, written, and directed by Riders in the Sky, along with yours truly, Texas Big Bender. Our production foreman is Campfire Burt. Our sound effects wrangler is Big Zeno Clinker. For WVXU, the executive producer is J.C. Doc King, producer Lasso and Larry Ashcraft, coordinating producer Chuck Wagonmaster Ingram, chief engineer Jamboree J. Crawford, recording director Gallivan George Zahn, sound effects Honcho Winchester Jim Springfield, 
stage manager, Soledad Oran Esposito, and our sound engineer, Rope and Rich Fredette. This is Texas Big Spenders saying so long, Saddlebiles. We'll see every one of you right here next week on Riders Radio Theater. This is the VXU Radio Network.